and welcome to the Kids Planet Podcast. An opportunity to explore the highs and lows of raising under fives. Here's your host, Victoria Jones. Hi and welcome to the Kids Planet Podcast, all things early years. This month we're talking all things men in early years and with only 3% of the early years workforce being male, we're on a mission at Kids Planet to increase this number. So for this episode, we've got three guests instead of one. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. Hi. Hello. Hi. I'll, I'll let you guys introduce yourselves um, one by one, and then perhaps we can hear about uh, your experiences and the, the sort of the idea behind this Men in Childcare campaign, if that's okay. So, so Jason, do you want to, do you want to go first and let people what, know what your role is in, in, in the Kids Planet family? Yeah. Yes, okay, thank you. So um, my name's Jason Holmes, and I'm one of the childcare tutors and assessors within the Training Academy. I've been part of Kids Planet now for coming up to seven years and have worked my way up from practitioner to nursery manager and recently joined the training team where I'm supporting the Men in Child Care project. Fab, and I know you've got Tom with you there, haven't you? Yes. So, Tom, can you let us know where you fit in in all of this? Yeah, so my name's Tom Ward and I'm the preschool room leader and the same co at our Green Bank setting. I've worked with Kids Planet for a total of five years. Um, I've worked my way up from an apprentice to deputy manager. And now my main aim is to focus on the role of Senko, as that's the career route that I want to go down. Brilliant. Fab. Thanks, Tom. Uh, And lastly, I know we've got Carl um, joining us today. And Carl isn't part of the Kids Planet family, but I know that you have been recently awarded Practitioner of the Year by the National Day Nurseries Association. Was that right, Carl? Yes, that's correct. Hi, everyone. Um, Hi. Carl Hathaway. Uh, my, uh, I used to work at a setting in East Yorkshire called Ellison Private Nursery. Um, and yes, you're right, Jane, I was back in 2019 awarded uh, National Day Nursery Association Practitioner of the Year, which I was very happy to receive. Um, while I was at my setting, I began as a, an apprentice, um, did my level two in childcare, progressed on to my level three. Um, ended up being promoted to the out-of-school club room leader um, as I wanted to spend a lot more time with uh, older children and see, you know, how they worked. Um, and now I uh, currently work in an EYFS in a uh, primary school. Brilliant. Thank you. So, so I know you've all probably got a different different sort of take on, on this, but I said at the start that there's only 3% of men that currently work in, in early years. I guess the obvious question to start with is why do you think that is? Why is there such a lack of men in childcare? I don't I, know who wants to go I'll off, go, kick I'll off. go first, <laughs> if you want. Um, yeah. I, I think, uh, rightly or wrongly, um, it depends on who you're talking to. Obviously, if it's from a male perspective... It's stereotypes. Um, it's stereotypes that have been upheld by society, not just not just general society, but more wider society for for years, and still are upheld now. Um, it's you know people like me and Jason. I think is it Tom, who are hopefully breaking those stereotypes down and making parents who are currently at our settings think that it's okay and that it's normal to have a male who's not their father or grandfather or uncle looking after their child. Yeah. Um, so I think it really, it really is stereotypes that need to be, to be battered down. They really do. Jason, is that something that you can, can sort of resonates with you? 
Yeah, definitely. It is a lot to do with the, the stereotypes and the stigma attached to the LE's career and the um, questioning, you know, why is it a career you want to go in? And it's something that we, we do need to try and overcome. And, and as Carl was saying, being in the LE's and the parents coming in, we're hopefully being a part of, of the breakdown of those stereotypes. Um, I also think it's it can be... Um, something to do with the the lack of the knowledge of the role and you know early years is often seen as a place where, where you take your children but it's not the same as as a school environment or a teacher role but in fact the impact that we have in the early years in the first five years is is as great as if not greater than the role of the teacher and the impact we can have you know it is it's something that can be quite powerful in in the early years yeah, yeah. But but how, I mean, how do you think we do overcome some of these issues? It's, you know, it's clear from what you've both said there that you're starting to, there is sort of changes being made, but um, what what do we do to overcome this and, and improve the number from 3% sort of onwards? I think what we need to do is to be, be out there, be seen as a, a provider that's offering this, this childcare book with the males in our settings at kids planet we we mirror the three percent so within the business we we have three percent of males within our workforce and we need to showcase these male practitioners and show off our talents and skills across across the group but also nationally as well so we can not only increase the percentage within within kids planet but we can increase it within the within the uk yeah so, so, Tom, if I can ask you, um, you you've uh, been with Kids Planet um, a while, and how did you start your career? How did you sort of transi- transition to know that you wanted to work in early years? So, I started my career um, when I left school. I actually went into a teaching assistant apprenticeship working in year six. Um, I was actually in a primary school at the high, with the older children. Um, it come to the, the following term, and the head teacher asked if I wouldn't mind transitioning down to the early years to support the reception teacher. Um, when I first started in my career, I knew I wanted to work with children, but early years was never an age group that I actually wanted to work with. I wanted to go on to become a primary school teacher um, with the older children. However, once I went down to the early years and spent a bit of time down there and got used to the YFS framework and observing the children and getting to know their little personalities, I took a shine to to the early years. And my career then and my passion has just grown from there. That's that's brilliant, I guess. So you were were properly in it to experience it. Um, Is that the same for you, Jason? Yeah, quite similar, actually. Um, Like Tom, I wanted to be a primary teacher. Um, However, after completing my level three, I went and worked overseas for a a tour operator, but running their nurseries. So in in that break I had away from education, I was working predominantly in the early years, running it as a nursery in the UK, but overseas. And it was there I fell in love with the early years and then came back and then started working in nurseries within the UK. And and that's how I went into got into the early years as opposed to teaching. Right. So what would you say men offer to the early years sector? It, it's a conversation we have all the time. And you know, what what do men bring that's different to yeah. 
um, women. And, you know, we are a role model, but again, so are the female uh, practitioners in the nursery. And I think it's just the skill set that we all bring individually, not necessarily related to gender. It's yeah. what we can bring as a practitioner. And I think everybody's different and everybody can bring totally different skill set and qualities to the set. And it, it doesn't matter if you're male or female. Yeah. Is that something, Carl, that you sort of can associate with? Yeah. Um, I think the best way I've, I've always described it, I don't know if you guys see it as well, is we're seen as a novelty at first. Um, you, I remember when I started at my, I was 17 when I started as an apprentice at my previous setting and I described myself and the girls described my, me as well as a novelty to the children. You really are you know it's something new you're you're mr you're you're mr hathaway you know it's not mrs something or it's not a girl's name so it's the the newness about you and it's the same with the parents you know oh we had a lot of people a lot of parents saying oh um so and so's come home and said there's a mr here that can't be right and no no it is right you know this is mr hathaway it becomes a novelty to the parents and because you are the name that they often go home and talk about because you're the novelty i think it it sticks in parents' minds and then they start to think of it as a normality. Yeah. Less of a novelty, more of a normality and that when they speak to their other mum friends and dad friends whose children go to different childcare settings and schools even and they start talking about a Mr Hathaway or Mr This, Mr That and they realise, oh, hang on, you've got a, a man at your setting. You know, it just becomes normal to that parent who's talking about it hopefully anyway yeah. and then makes other people think that it's normal indirectly yeah so you yeah. become you go from being more of a novelty to just a normality and that's that's what it needs to be so, so i mean that's the biggest challenge though isn't it because from what you've all said once you're in the setting it becomes from the novelty to just that's normal but how do we how do we get <laughs> it to be to be normal uh, in the in the first place, and we don't still have these sort of um, prejudices against, uh, I guess, against you know men men working in the childcare sector. Exactly. There's there's no real there's no direct route. Honestly, I, I don't believe that there is. I think it really starts in the grassroots with people like yourselves, you know, who are doing these initiatives, which are fantastic. They really, really are. Uh, I, don't, I don't think the the government are necessarily doing enough to push. Um, they've started making, you know, level threes. I think it's from this month. I, I might be wrong, but they're making level threes in childcare, I think, free for under certain age groups or something, which I think may, may well encourage more people to do it. But it might not necessarily be directed more at men. But I think initiatives like that you guys are doing are absolutely fantastic. And with the amount of settings that you guys hold, it spreads over a wider area, which gets to more people's eyes and ears yeah and like I say makes it it seem to be and sound more normal yeah yeah and which it just is it is normal you know that men are around children it is normal that men look after them fathers do it you know uncles do it grandfathers do it and it's okay in people's eyes at home but when you take it out of the home setting and put it in a place where parents are paying it's seen as different and it's yeah. seen as wrong and that's not how it should be. It's I don't know to... how I don't know how to change the mindset, but that's the way that it needs to go. It just needs to be seen as normal, even though it's outside of a home setting. 
Yeah, yeah, it's trying to break those barriers down. Exactly. And it's, re- it's really clear from the way all three of you speak that you you clearly love the job that you do and, you, you know, you love the age group that you work with. But maybe if I can just ask Tom, what is it specifically about the job that you like now? Um, you know, what gets you up in the morning and, and gets you excited about the job that you're going to do? I've always said working with children, it, it is the, the children as individuals that give you the, the motivation to get up and go. Um, there can be things in, in personal life and I'm sure that's the same in any job role where you might want to wake up and think oh I can't I can't really be in the mood today but the children you know the, the innocence of the children and their willingness to, to learn during the activities and seeing the smile on their faces that's what it is that that gets you in and when you're in and within the first five or ten minutes and you see the children enjoying themselves and what they feel is a safe and secure environment that it, it, it brings you back up to the, the level then of happiness for your own morale. Yeah. And and have you had any um, sort of negative responses from parents who don't want you to look after their children? And and to any of you, how do you deal with that? How does that make you feel? I've had a, um, a, a, a situation in one of my previous settings working within early years where uh, a parent has said that the, the child had been going home and were having nightmares about me about myself. Um, the child wasn't really sleeping very well, and as as a set, we we tried to get to the bottom of what the the situation, what the issue was. Um, and it turns out a, a simple game in the garden of of hide and seek had had scared had scared this child when the child was found because they they weren't expecting myself to come around the corner. Right. Um, and that was that was the stem the stem of it. Um, but obviously, because the child become upset at home, um, the, the parents was was asking that the, the child was to be moved, transition rooms. Um, but the setting were really, really supportive of it, and they worked alongside um, the, the parents. And I myself worked on my parent partnership with that parent, and you know we started completing a lot of activities with that child within larger groups to eventually bring that child back to feel uncomfortable around me, which eventually it did work and it was a nice thing to see. Yeah. So I guess like anything and, and everything we all try to do, it's about communication, isn't it? And and being open and honest, I guess, about the things that we're, that we're doing and, and, you know, how we can improve, I suppose. Have sorry, g- going going back. What um, and I know Jason's touched upon the men in childcare campaign that's that's been currently running as Kids Planet. But Jason, can you tell us a little bit more about that initiative and what it is that we're, we're trying to achieve? Yes. Yeah, so at Kids Planet, we're, we're working in partnership with the Fatherhood Institute, and we're trying to raise the profile of males within the alleys. And we're looking at how we can increase and support and recruit uh, males into into this career pathway. And we're looking at supporting 12 male practitioners across the greater Manchester area on their level two apprenticeship. And what we're doing is we're recruiting the individuals, but we're also supporting the management teams within those settings to help overcome any of those uh, stereotypes or problem parents that we might come across and we're looking at how we can adapt our uh, recruitment and support programs for the males as they, they join our teams. Okay so so if somebody was interested and they wanted to find out more where would they where would they come for information? 
So we've got a lot of campaigns on our Facebook pages. So if you head over to Kids Planet Training Academy or the Kids Planet Facebook pages, there's lots of information on there. Or they can email us on the training at kidsplanetdaynurseries.co.uk email and it will come through to me and I can get in touch with them and answer any of the questions they may have. Brilliant. And what sort of support, you have touched upon it, but what support is offered to those men that, um, you know, that come forward? And also, actually, for, for any men that are currently working within Kids Planet. Yes. Yeah, so what we have done, stemming from this project, is we've set up our own internal support network for the male practitioners, where it's headed up by myself and a couple of colleagues, where we can support any male practitioners with any concerns they may have or any advice and guidance. And they can support us too in terms of what they would like to see and how we can support them. But also those new recruits coming on board, they will be supported by a mentor, which is myself, and somebody within the setting. So we will buddy them up with uh, an experienced practitioner within the setting to help support them on the day-to-day operational side of, of the nursery. But I will be there to mentor them from start to finish throughout the project. And we've also put the support in for our management as well. So they can, we've put some training in for our management teams so they can help support the practitioners. And this, this project is currently for those nurseries in Greater Manchester, across Greater Manchester, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so I think, I guess, the last thing for all three of you maybe to sort of answer is if you were, if you were to say to other men considering a, a career in childcare, what would your advice be? I would I would say just just do it. Come in, you know, no two days are the same. Like Tom said, the children they they want to learn from you and you can see their their emotion as you're and their thought processes as you're doing your activities with the children. The development you see just gives you that sense of pride and achievement. And I think that's why we're passionate about our roles in Ellie's, because you can see such a a drastic change over a short period of time and you can say you've been part of that development journey yeah which has got to be a wonderful thing surely huh <laughs> yeah um tom carl is there anything else that you might offer advice to other men that are considering this um i would say that the way i always used to describe it is what you guys have touched upon most people when they go to work they know what they're going to be doing but the only thing that is predictable about childcare is its unpredictability. Mm-hmm. I, I always usually take the mick at this point out of the uh, Royal Navy advert, which always says, if you can fix a screwdriver, you can fix a bus. If you can fix a bus, you can fix a Mark 22 helicopter. Well, if you can be a princess one day, you can be a pirate within 20 minutes. You know, <laughs> that is what our job is. And you've got to do it just as well as everyone else. You know, it doesn't have to be drilled into you that it's that it's you know typically masculine and you know feminine and what have you you can if you can do it you can do it and the kids will love you for it whether you are a man or whether you are a woman they just need someone there to hold their cup of tea that's all that they need you for so I think that's that's the best thing that's the best thing to say about it the the only thing predictable about it is its unpredictability and if you think you can hack that because they will test you then Mm -hmm. you should go for it brilliant that's that's fabulous thank you tom have you got anything to add add to that on a final note 
Yeah, I'd say from my own personal experience, any male that's looking for a career in childcare, I would fully recommend it. Um, I see myself as an example working my way from the apprentice up to deputy manager to show that there are progression opportunities, especially within Kids Planet, and you do have the full support of management and training that do offer a range of qualifications and training courses to get you to where you want to be in any career route that you want to go down, they do fully support you. Um, I think similar to Carl, I was crowned room leader of the year for 2019 throughout Kids Planet. And again, I think for me, that was a personal milestone. And I think that the passion and the achievements that you have within childcare as a male, they will overshadow the stereotypical views. And I think at the end of the day, that's the main thing to take from it. That's awesome. That's brilliant. Thank you. Thanks, guys. That's really, really useful. So if anybody is interested, they can have a look at the Kids Planet Training Academy Facebook page, um, the Kids Planet main Facebook page, um, and find us on the Kids Planet Training Academy website. Um, The last question, which I haven't told any of you about, and I always ask at the end of these podcasts is, and it's got nothing to do with men in childcare, but if you you were... uh, surrounded on a desert island with absolutely nothing else which one item would you take with you and why and i'll ask i'll ask tom that first um me personally i would say a book um the reason why i'd say a book is because i feel like that when i read in my own personal time it's a time where i can sort of escape reality and you can get lost in your own little fantasy world and i think it's just a nice little time to take to yourself really and reflect brilliant yeah i like that one um carl do you know what i'm funny we was talking about this today at work i would take i'm quite old-fashioned i'd take an ipod i don't know if they even sell them anymore but i'd take an <laughs> I'm not iPod, sure they do, do they um just full of full of music with my favorite albums on because like like tom it's like a book you know you can really get lost in music and it's it's just a real pass away from from the world brilliant brilliant and lastly but not least jason what would you take with you um i would take i'd like to take a notebook and a pen but i can only take one so i'd probably take a notebook because i like to make notes all of the time and if i'm on a desert island i could probably find something to make marks with (laughs) (laughs) got to be something there that you could scratch something on couldn't you (laughs) yeah Uh, but i like to make notes all of the time i'm scribbling constantly with ideas and thoughts which just help me so i would would take a notepad that's smashing thank you thanks guys thanks for joining us today join us next time um for the early years podcast take care bye-bye thanks for joining us and to our guest today tune in next month and in the meantime pop over to our website and follow us on social media kids planet working together to inspire your world